What's up, everybody? Is your mind sometimes blown by the complexities of this world? Or sometimes people just do stuff and you're like, what on earth are they thinking? Well, you're in luck because today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to understand the world around you. This is the Existential Stoic Podcast. I'm Randy. That's Danny. What's up, Danny? What's up, Randy? Yeah, so this is this is a good one because I struggle with this on a daily basis. All this stuff happens. I'm like, I just can't wrap my head around it. Well, I'm glad you mentioned both like the universe and people because I think it's so true, right? It's like the more you learn about the universe, the more you're like, what? Because it's so big, massive, and just it seems like anything can happen and we just don't know anything about it. And then you look at people and the more I look at people, it's like the more I seem like I don't understand them at all. <laughs> Dude, it's crazy. There's this, there's this one part of meditations where Marcus Aurelius is like, if you're if you're criticizing the universe for having these people that you don't understand, that's like going to a shoemaker's shop and criticizing him because he has the excess leather and like whatever to make the shoes <laughs> sitting on the floor. And it makes so much sense because if the universe makes everything out of one substance, what's it supposed to do when it makes a good person? It needs to make a bad person as well. Like what what's the deal? Yeah, you got to balance it, right? Mm-hmm. Keep it in check. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So in this episode, we'll each give three quick trip tricks, tips for <laughs> how to understand the world around you. I will go first. Um, my first one is put yourself in others' shoes. And this is something that I never really even started doing until I was probably 38. But it is something that's very, very yeah. helpful. <laughs> I know, right? Better late than never. Better Take a long late time. Than never. <laughs> Tell me about it. But it's like I, I started to see stuff that I never would have seen had I not have done that. Like these resentments that I'd been or these grudges that I was holding on to for years or decades all of a sudden i saw the other person's point of view and i was like oh maybe i was wrong a little bit too huh how about that yeah you know it's i'm glad you mentioned that i'm also glad you mentioned like you know because that's like literally when i started doing it too and like it's funny because i feel like before that before like i started even considering other people's positions it's like so easy to be like why me me you know it's their fault it's the world's fault whatever but then once you start really like stepping outside of yourself just a tiny bit you start realizing well well, hey maybe i am to blame (laughs) maybe i didn't or maybe you know maybe it was just some stupid thing that like really wasn't anybody's fault you know how you read things i think greatly changes i think that yeah it's a good one it goes really nicely actually with my first one too which is um i think we should always seek to understand things from many perspectives you know i think this is something nietzsche was you know really i think advocated a lot and it makes sense because i think most of us you know we get in arguments we get in conflicts because we think there's only one way of looking at things or we want to believe there's only one way and we only we only seek out information that affirms the view that we already have rather than looking at things from many perspectives and seeing the different sides and trying to understand them i think once we do that we see that you know especially the human world is a complex mess of meaning that's just kind of made up and I think once we see that, we can be a lot more sympathetic both to ourselves and others and compassionate. That, that, that's a great point. It reminds me of the story of the four blind people who were standing around an elephant. And one person said, oh, it's a tree trunk because they were holding its leg. And another person said, uh, no, it's a hose because they were holding its snout or whatever. Another person says, no, it's a dagger because they were touching its tusk. And then another person says, no, it's a snake because they were holding its tail. So like, it reminds you, you need to get a bunch of different perspectives in order to see it. Just where you're standing right here may not have all the answers. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. too. So, yeah, you're narrowed, right? You're only seeing a little piece of the puzzle mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, and really, 
I mean, anyone can only see based on their own nervous system. So like yeah. the way, cause I worked as a veterinarian, the way that I see an animal and the way that somebody else sees it totally different. They may see a cuddly little cat. I see something that's about to pounce. So like it's a, uh, yeah, it's totally dependent upon. It, 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 mm-hmm. It's amazing too. I mean, it's so, it can be so wildly different and it, you know, and it's all your past experiences and stuff for me. It's crazy. So yeah, it's good to get that other, that other point of view. Yeah. Which brings us to my second one, which is assume the best, both of the universe and also of other people. And again, this is something if if you're under 40 and you're listening to this, you know, don't worry if this sounds brand new. It took me a long, long time to even start to see this. But it's, you know, I always I always assumed that when somebody else did something like cut me off in traffic, it was a character trait of theirs. Like, oh, they're a terrible driver, blah, blah, blah. But when I cut somebody off in traffic, it's because of the circumstances. I clearly didn't see them there. So, like, you know, you don't realize that there's other people have different stuff going on in their life. And, uh, yeah, so a, a kind of assuming the best in other people is just a misunderstanding most of the time. And so trying to yeah. figure out where that misunderstanding is. No, I think that's a really you're right. I think it's a really good attitude, too, both for other people in the world that, you know, it's. I think it's so easy. It's easy to assume that things, to assume the negative, to assume that things are are bad, to assume that things are wrong or whatever. And I think there's like, you know, there's a certain sense in which we'd like to like, you know, make a pity party for ourselves. But assuming that things are the best, I think it it takes a certain step. But once you start doing that, it does, you know, mental clarity, you know, happiness, I think positivity, just like the world can get better. And it just takes like that initial assumption because you have to start with that assumption to then want to like, I think, engage with the world in the right way. You know, you have mm-hmm. to assume it's a good thing first before you kind of engage with it. And why not? I mean, we're here, we exist. Mm-hmm. Mine as well. <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah. I mean, I think most people are trying to do the best they can. Why wouldn't they? You know? Yeah. It makes no sense that they would be trying to do otherwise or trying to actively hurt themselves. It, like it doesn't. And, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I think when you start to assume that it makes it makes everybody's um, quick, more understandable. Quick point, yeah. quick point. Um, in the beginning, I think it's of uh, how to win friends and influence people. In the beginning of that, he talks about Two Gun Crowley or someone else who's like in an apartment, like trapped in an apartment. New York police shooting at him. He's already shot, bleeding all over this note that he's writing, and he's like, "Poor old me, never wanted to harm a soul." Meanwhile, he's killed dozens of people. But like the way that we see ourselves and the way other people see our, us, completely different. Everybody just wants to do the best that they can. Yeah, it's a good example though, too. Like never wanted to, yet you did. So, mm. you know, yeah. how are you reading this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I like that. That goes well with my second one actually, which is just, um, you know, listen. I think to ourselves and to the world. And I think you know, if we if we try to listen more, we try to be more attentive, sympathetic, compassionate. It's hard. But I think, you know, if we really listen to ourselves, too, we can also start to see, you know, when, you know, we're just tired or we're just hungry. We're not really irritated. You know, you start to see things differently. You start to see through, I think, kind of the layers of meaning we place on top of things to quickly justify or explain it that are often wrong. And mm-hmm. but you have to listen first and kind of be open to kind of accepting, you know, what's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would say, like, I would even go further than that to say, like, sense it like use your multiple senses because listening is good but you also have because like somebody can say something but then you can like all the time i notice this when somebody says something and it just doesn't register right there's some cognitive dissonance and i like question them on it a bit because it's just seems 
there's something wrong and almost always there is so like part <laughs> of listening is using your other senses too yeah yeah that's true yeah using everything we have to kind of engage with the world yeah i like mm -hmm. that yeah well. so my last one how to understand the world around you and this is clearly a do what i say not what i do type of suggestion <laughs> one of these <laughs> yeah. but my last one is slow down so yeah. i say this yeah. i am probably the worst yeah. offender of not slowing down if anything whenever whenever i have too much to do i speed up and add more to my plate <laughs> because i think that'll solve it uh but yeah slowing down is something that i rationally know i need to do and the times when i have actually taken time to do that it has helped a lot with understanding the world, but also with just feeling good and different stuff like that. But it's something that's so hard to do for me. Well, no, I think that's a good one too. And it's honest because it's like, you know, I, it's funny. I think it's a lot of times those things we know that we should do, but we don't do that are often the things we ought to be doing. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, you know, you need to do it. It's just like, it's hard to get there though. It is. And it's hard to slow down. It is because there's all those other fears that you have to kind of get over to do it. And like, you know, you feel like you're doing like, oh, my God, I'm not doing anything for four hours. No, like something's going to happen. <laughs> Dude, like point in case. And it's just like this. It's, it's this internal struggle that goes on like point in case. I've been super busy the past few days. I'm exhausted. I just want to go to sleep. But somebody wants to meet up with me. And I, I have this internal struggle. Like, I feel like I'm letting them down <laughs> by not meeting up with them. And yeah. then oh, it's just like, yeah, but I need to see. Yeah, you feel compelled, right? Like you have to go and you have to do all these things. It is. It's hard. Well, it goes, uh, my last one is uh, be confident in your capacity to learn. And I think this is actually important because I think a lot of people think they they can't, they don't have it in them to learn things, they don't have time, whatever it is. And I think this is like, you know, one of the ways we really limit ourselves and inhibit ourselves is we pretend like, you know, we don't have time, we don't have the ability, whatever, we're too stressed, whatever. And instead of actually being confident that we can and, you know, asking how can we. And then go and, you know, with whatever we, whatever solution we find. So I think being confident, you have to be confident in yourself that you can learn first in order to understand the world and others. See, that's a great one because it's so easy to assume that where you are now is where you will be forever. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I get trapped in that all the time, forgetting that I'm actually making progress and moving forward in life. And I just feel like where I am now, I'm going to be stuck here forever. Yeah. Yeah. And that like some in this weird, like, intermediary stage or something right like nothing will ever progress but it will because mm -hmm. you're making progress like yeah mm -hmm. yeah doing a little bit every day building a wall one brick at a time boom so so there you have it how to understand the world around you this is the existential stoic podcast make sure to check us out on youtube also on all the podcasting services i'm randy that's danny i'll see you later danny later randy